I'm Sutter Guttery. And I'm Win Scott. Welcome to our first episode of our podcast, Romanov, Survived or Deceased? In this mini-series, we will dive deep in the Romanov family murder that took place over 100 years ago. We have information, new leads, evidence, and interviews every episode so we can figure out how and when the Romanov family was killed. This case started with an event that occurred in 1905, known as Bloody Sunday. It was a confrontation between the soldiers of the Russian Imperial Guard and unarmed demonstrators led by Father Gregory, with whom had major connections to the church in Russia. The Imperial Guard fired upon the demonstrators and slaughtered the vast majority of them, sparking the beginning of the Russian Civil War. The Russian Civil War officially began in October of 1917. The people of Russia divided into two groups, the Bolsheviks, also known as the Reds, and the Anti-Bolsheviks, also known as the Whites. The Bolsheviks were against the current Russian government and royal family. The Anti-Bolsheviks then broke off from the initial group and supported the Russian government and royal family. Now enter the Romanov family. They were the Russian royal family at the time of the Russian Civil War. While most of the people of Russia were extremely impoverished and hanging on for survival, the Romanovs were fortunate enough to be the wealthiest family in all of Russia. They had gold, silver, jewelry, and tons of money. The family also possessed many priceless heirlooms. As you can probably tell, life wasn't so hard for the Romanovs. The Romanov royal family in 1917 included the Tsar, Nicholas II, his wife, Alexandra, and their five children. Four of these children were young girls, named Olga, Tatiana, Maria, and the youngest, Anastasia. We will be hearing more about her later. And last but not least, a sickly prince named Alexei. He was the only son in the family. His father wanted him to inherit the throne after he died. In the beginning of the Russian Civil War, the, Bol- the Bolsheviks saw the opportunity to usurp the central power in Russia. They kidnapped the royal family and held them Captain Toblos, which is roughly, say, 2,000 miles from St. Petersburg, which is the capital of Russia, where no one could find them. During their time in captivity, the Romanovs were subjected to intense and physically demanding labor, in which some were unable to do, and as a result, injured themselves doing so. While the Romanovs were being held captive, the Red and the Whites were negotiating to have the family transferred back into the hands of the Russian government. But soon after, the talks failed, resulting in the Bolsheviks relocating the Romanovs to Yenkerensburg, which is about 1,300 miles away from St. Petersburg. When the anti-Bolsheviks heard of where the Romanovs were being held captive, they were surprised to find out that the Russian royal family had vanished without a trace. Rumor was that by this point, they had already been killed. Let's introduce Mr. Sam Baruti, a Latin teacher here at Mount Vernon Presbyterian School who took a special interest in this case, even though it happened over a hundred years ago. We interviewed him to get his perspective on what may have happened to the Romanovs. Okay, so we're here with uh, Mr. Baruti, Latin teacher at Mount Vernon, best teacher at Mount Vernon, actually. I did not pay him to say that, although I need to. No, we didn't, but the reason we're here talking with him today is we're going to ask him some questions about um, the Romanov case and um, any theories and ideas that he thinks and um, what the most important takeaways we can get from him are. 
So I'll do my best. <laughs> okay, so I'm just gonna start off. We're gonna get to the juicy stuff really quick. Who? What is your like? Basic understanding, of like what the, what the, the Romanov case is. So, this past year was the hundredth anniversary of the Romanov dynasty coming to a, we'll call it a rather um, dramatic and, and tragic end. Um, so, in 1918, in the summer of 1918, at the very end of World War Two, or sorry, World War One, um, the Romanovs were captured and and taken from their palace in in St. Petersburg, what is now St. Petersburg, Russia taken out into the hinterland of sort of central mother Russia um, and after a protracted, um, we'll just call it uh, hostage taking, I guess you can call it, something like that, um, they were ended, they ended up being murdered. Um, the entire family ended up being murdered um, by, uh, we'll just call it, people who didn't like the royal family all that much. So that's sort of the, the, the general understanding of what I have. Because so. So, from what we're understanding, they, some people still don't even know because of this case has basically gone nowhere from, I've, pretty much they've exhausted every possible lead. Right, so there were there were a number of uh, of, of Romanov. So it was the, the Tsar and his wife, um, and then I think they had three daughters, and then the one son, who uh, Alexei was his name, who was the heir. Uh, the heir apparent to Tsar Nicholas, um, and we haven't found the bodies of everybody. Um, to my understanding, um, to this day, they have not found the bodies of one of the daughters, I think, um, and they have not found the body of Alexei, the son. So for that reason, as you were saying, um, there's a lot of this is still ongoing. Um, and you know there there have been moments in history of, of people coming forth and saying, oh, I'm one of the lost daughters of, of the Romanovs. Um, that was the, uh, the the impetus for the the movie um, Anastasia. Um, and it was definitely one of those things where there there are a lot more uh, questions that we still need to have answered. Um, but uh, yeah, this has been a hundred years, so it's definitely something that even though it took place a century ago, has been in the forefront of a lot of people's minds. The Romanov dynasty ended in a brutal and cold-blooded killing. If you haven't already noticed, the Romanovs made several enemies, so there's no telling who might have been responsible for their deaths. It could actually have been the Bolsheviks, or maybe someone else. Mr. Baruti did mention something about one of the Romanov daughters resurfacing after the family's murder in 1918. The daughter's name was Anastasia who we said you've been hearing more about later. In the years following the deaths of the Romanovs, conspiracy theories emerged about surviving members of the Romanov family. Well, following 1920, several women stepped forward claiming to be Anastasia with their own tellings of how they survived. However, all of these claims were scientifically proven to be inconclusive. Later, after the death of all these women, it was confirmed that none of them were actually the lost heir to the Romanov throne. But more on that in the next episode. Now let's continue to listen to the conversation with Mr. Brody and see if we can get anything else out of it. So, so in terms of reopening the case, that's a really good question. I don't know that I necessarily have enough information to form an appropriate opinion on that. Um, but the whole thing about how they died was, we, we, we have a pretty good understanding of how they all died, um, which is to say that that they definitely, um, they were murdered in an incredibly bloody and brutal way. Um, they were probably machine gunned to death, um, which is not a, not a fun way to go. Yeah, so they, um, so they ended up, uh, they ended, probably ended up getting machine gunned to death. Um, and the people who, 
um, were in charge of them, as far as I can understand, um, were these group of people called the Bolsheviks. Um, and the Bolsheviks were um, the main group that revolted against the royal family, against the Romanov family, um, in a rebellion that occurred in 1917. Um, so Russia was a was a world power for a number of uh, a number of centuries, actually, and the Romanov dynasty was in charge of. Russia for I want to call it like 300ish years before the final dynasty ended up go uh, the final people in the dynasty ended up dying um, or being murdered um, but by the time Tsar Nicholas becomes emperor uh, at the end of the 19th century uh, beginning of the 20th century um, Russia was in a really really bad way um, they were not very economically strong um, the poor people were uh, incredibly poor and incredibly destitute and were not getting anything from um, from their rulers. Um, and so they ended up revolting in 1917. Um, and the Bolsheviks were sort of the leaders of that. And they were, for lack of a better term, um, we would call them communists um, today. And so they ended up revolting against them and they took them hostage and, and they ended up taking over the government and the whole thing. And that was where, you know, Lenin takes over, Vladimir Lenin takes over um, and becomes sort of the first non-Romanov leader of Russia. And so anyway, they get, the Romanovs end up getting taken out into the woods, into this house, and they're there for a long time, and they eventually end up getting um, killed probably in the middle of the night, um, and probably by these Bolshevik uh, soldiers who had, you know, been up all night drinking and partying and doing whatever. Um, and then there was a, a, a skirmish, um, and in the skirmish they end up, um, you know, massacring these <laughs> these two poor parents and, and all of their kids. So uh, it was not a very good way to go, for sure. Okay, so backing up to what you said earlier that they found some of the bodies, were all the bodies found in one area or were they scattered about? So they weren't scattered about so much, but they were not all in the same area. Um, so they gave them, you know, they, they threw them into sort of shallow graves, um, unmarked, of course, because they didn't want there to be any um, kind of... Um, any kind of you know no, notation of where they were. They wanted these people to die, and they wanted them to die you know infamously. Um, they wanted them to be forgotten. Um, but in terms of popular, but in terms of um, all of them being get buried together, no, they were not all buried together. Again, the the boy, the son, Alexei, and I believe it's one of the daughters, um, were in a completely separate location. Because when we found um, when we found the the parents and and a couple of the other daughters. You know, we were expecting X number of kids, and they did not find that number of kids. Near Yerkerensburg, there were several mine shafts scattered around the surrounding area. One thing Mr. Broody said was the bodies were buried in shallow graves. The mine shafts where the Romanovs worked had shallow holes that matched his description. One of the possible scenarios in which they could have been killed is that they were killed in Yerkerensburg and buried at that mine shaft. Something also interesting when the bodies of the Romanovs were found was that they were clearly shot to death for what many forensics believed to be a less developed version of the machine gun. In the basement of the house in Yekerenburg, that the Romanovs were being held captive in, there are noticeable signs of bold-sized holes in the walls. This led many historians to believe that the Romanovs could potentially have been machine gunned to death in that very basement. And what about Anastasia? Or the surrounding areas in which the Romanovs were held captive? Well, next episode, we'll bring new evidence to this case so we can discover how Anastasia was murdered. We have another interview with someone who is deeply inter interested in the case. We bring new insight to what actually happened. 
Find out on the next episode of Romanov. Survived or deceased?